I'm saying all that to say, I'm going to just share some scriptures with you. I'm going to open us up in prayer. We are concluding our series, um, Can't Stop, Won't Stop. And um, let me just pray here. If you want to turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 31, um, and we're going to start there. I'm going to share some things uh, with you out of the Word. Um, those of you that were here, did you guys enjoy um, our official launch service and our launch day? That was fun. Um, and uh, so once again, Exodus chapter 31. And let me pray and we will get into the Bible. All right. Um, Father, we thank you for your word. And uh, Lord, we just pray you speak to us. Uh, Lord, I pray that everybody in here walks out of here getting something from the word. I pray, uh, Lord, that you wouldn't just serve milk um, or bread, but you'd serve meat. Uh, Lord, I pray you'd give us what we really need, that we would be transformed and changed because of your word. That is my prayer for everybody in here, that you change them to be more like Jesus. And and so we thank you. Let that be, um, Lord, what happens today as a result of just getting in the word for a few moments. In Jesus' name, everybody said? All right, once again, as we... Okay, once again, as we conclude... um, this series, look at your neighbor and say, can't stop, won't stop. All right. Okay. And um, but today what we're going to talk about is 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 really I want to talk about rest. Somebody say rest. Uh, look at your look at the person next to you and say, um, you look like you need a little rest. No, <laughs> no, don't say that. That's that's so mean. I should know. Yeah. Tina's like, don't you tell me that. Don't you tell me that I need. rest. No. But how many of you know we need rest? Come on. Talk to me. How many of you, um, you know, we got some hardworking people here at Hopeland Church. We're hard workers. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a hard worker. All right. But, but you know, it's, it's, it's you that you need to make sure you get some rest. I know young people, you know, newlyweds, you think you got all the energy in the world. The devil is a liar. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, you need to rest. Come on now. Does anybody wish you could rest a little more? Just raise your hand. All right. I'm talking. Okay. Yes. Everybody over here is the honest group right here. Just everyone, whoosh, it was like the wave, you know. Ah, right. Um, rest. Somebody say rest. rest. All right. We, we need to rest. We need to rest. And I'm going to talk about, and, you know, because um, we're going to get into this. Of course, why are you talking about rest, Pastor Sean? You're talking about can't stop, won't stop. Yes, because if you don't rest, um, it's, it's going to mess with your pursuit of God and your pursuit of your life, your purpose. Rest is so important. Now, I'm going to look at the Old Testament, which is the Old Covenant. It was written and, and taught and lived through by, um, by the Hebrews um, years before Jesus came. But the New Testament says things in the Old Covenant are a type and a shadow of the New Covenant. So it, the, it's the law. And so I'm not going to teach it to you through the lens of the law. I'm going to teach it to you through the lens of grace and faith. And we're going to extract some principles of the importance of rest in your life. All right. Look at your neighbor one more time. And say you need to rest. OK. And so um, I want to I want to give this to you. I really feel in my heart to give this to us as a church that you proactively, I'm going to give you some practical things about rest, but then the, also the spiritual implication and the spiritual truth of rest and, 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 and how this can help you last, all right? Anybody want to last in what you're doing? Anybody want some longevity, right? Longevity, longevity. I mean, I want longevity in my marriage. 
I want longevity in me being a pastor. I'm not here for a quick fix and microwave Christianity. I am not here for an overnight success. I'm here to do it God's way, and it's seed time and harvest. It's harvest time, and then you sow time, and then you got weeds coming up with the harvest and the tares, and you're kind of working it out. I am here for the long haul. Like, you know, my life with God, I'm here for the long haul. I'm not looking for God to do a nice little miracle for me, and if it doesn't work out the way I thought, I'm just going to leave. No, I'm going to walk this thing out. Come on now. Look at your neighbor and say, walk it out. Now walk it out. Okay. Uh, Exodus chapter 31, verse 13. So I'm talking about rest. Man, anybody excited that you're like hearing about resting more? Come on now. Uh, yeah, like people are like, yes, thank you. The word of the Lord for 2020 is rest. Let me say it a different way. Chill out. All right. All right. You don't want to be somebody that's accused with having no chill. Right? You need some chill in your life. Come on now. See? Luciano agrees. Exodus 31. I'm going to get to the Bible now. Verse 13. We're going to look at the Old Testament here in, in the context of rest. Um, Speak also to the children of Israel, saying, he's talking to Moses here, uh, surely my Sabbaths, or rest. The word Sabbath means to cease from work. Okay? That's what it means. It means to, to not work, to cease from work. My Sabbath you shall keep, for it is signed between me and you throughout your generations. So um, this, uh, that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. And so here it is, the Sabbath, you know, I'm not going to get religious about it, meaning, oh, you know, you got to rest, you know, at whatever time it is on Friday up until whatever time it is on Saturday. You know, that's when the Sabbath starts. It's like midday Friday. I have Jewish friends and they, and, and I've, I have business relationships with Jewish people, friends of mine, and, and they will not answer their phone after a certain time on Friday. Will not. They rest. They shut it down. I'm not there yet. I don't have breakthrough in that area of my life just yet. But, you get, but I understand the, the law of it. I'm not, tr I'm not preaching law. I'm preaching the principle of Sabbath, okay, of rest. Okay, and we're going to go all the way. At the end of this, we're going to get to Jesus and who he is in our life it, with respect to rest. But there is something to say about this practically as well as spiritually. And this is the thing. Is, this is so cool because God created the earth, um, and, he and he created it in six days, and on the seventh day he rested. God didn't rest because he was tired. He rested because he was finished. We are created in the image of God. We were created to work hard. Somebody say amen. amen. If, you, if, 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 if you're struggling with laziness, right, and it's chronic, and you can't, the, the, you're, 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 you're fighting against the way God created you to be. He created you to work hard. But there comes a point where God's like, look, you need to put the work down, and you need to chill out. And trust me with the result. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. How, resting in God and finding rest practically is an act of faith and it's an act of worship because I'm going to work hard God but there comes a point where I'm going to let go of my work and I'm going to trust God with the increase and if you can't rest it's an expression can I challenge you this morning I say I am I, can I challenge you this morning Hopeland Church that if you're if you're if you're so driven and so you're you got you know workaholic type thing, it's an expression of a lack of faith in God. It really is. I know what I'm talking about. I I personally have to work on this myself. That's why I'm preaching it. So now I'm socially committed, and now I'm accountable to all of you. Maybe I should have picked a different message to preach. 
But really, I, I am a driven type person. Some of it can come from my issues of childhood that I felt like I always had to fight to kind of I kind of get out of the muck and mire of my past, you know, maybe, you know, I believe some of that's flesh, some of that's just nature, um, that I just, you know, I'm saying, I'm going to be, I'm going to do this, I'm going to focus, and all that can be good, but I'm saying, I'm personally, um, this is something that I've had to process, and even recently really working on, um, that I, that, that drive at times is a lack of faith in God, somebody say amen. That if we can't just let go and say, all right, God, I'm going to get back to this tomorrow, for real. Like, push it aside. My wife has been so proud of me lately. We'll find ourselves in a certain environment. I was like, babe, I don't even have my phone on me. She's like, I noticed. You've, you're making the effort. Then there was another time I said it again. She's like, no, you actually forgot it downstairs. I'm like, you're right. How do you know that? How do you read into me like that? Scary prophetic wife over here. But really, as little as that is, somebody say rest. So the Sabbath, the Sabbath in the Old Testament, it was that, that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. And so when we take time to rest in God and to rest, it's actually a picture when we sanctify or make an environment, a time frame holy to say no work in this space. No expectation on Sean in this space. None. No expectation. If I want to break it down, what is rest? There's no expectation for you to do anything. It's rest. You know what I'm saying? Turn off your phone, right? Put it somewhere else. No expectation on you. How many of you could use some more ry rhythmic environments, rhythm meaning consistency, that there's no expectation on you? Raise your hand. Anybody would like just, like the whole year, just no expectation. <laughs> no, that's not biblical. Michael, put your hand down. <laughs> right? Michael works in retail. So once he, you know, that, that's, a, that's a rough environment. He manages in that space. There's expectation. Retail is no joke. Anybody that works in retail, I'm going to pray over you. The anointing grace of God. That's, a, that's, that's front line stuff right there. But um, where was I? That, you know, that, that's the environment you create. That, and what that does, when you, here it is. This is the point here, the Sabbath. That it's a picture, it's a representation, it's a sign that you are sanctified to him. When you sanctify time or make an environment holy, that there's something that's, like my Jewish friends, Sean, you don't understand this, but you can't call me. Or you can, I'm not picking up till Monday, or whatever it is. It's holy. Now, I'm not getting religious, I'm just saying, come on now, you need boundaries with this. Rest. Somebody say rest. Say it again, say rest. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to rest. So when we set, a time, set aside time for God alone, or just an environment that there's no expectation, it's, it's separate, it's holy unto God and unto you, the Bible says, it's a picture of you being separated for Him. You get what I'm saying here? It's a sign that we're separated to God. Verse 14, you shall keep the Sabbath. Therefore, for it is holy to you. This is verse 14. Everyone who profanes it will surely be put to death. Somebody say, thank God for grace. For whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. Somebody say, thank God for grace. But there's a seriousness here. I want to extract the principle that not resting will have adverse effects on your spiritual life. I know, I got one, yeah. Because my wife is talking to me. 
But not resting will have adverse effects on your relationships. You know what? You're most vulnerable to the devil and temptation when you're tired. Come on now. Talk to me in here. Your marriage is most susceptible, most vulnerable to spiritual attack and all that when you don't have a rhythm of actually resting. Somebody say, I'm not going to stop. I can't be stopped, but I will pause. All right. Verse 15, work shall be done for six days. All right. Look at your neighbor. Say work hard. Right. But the seventh day is is the Sabbath of rest. Bible says holy to the Lord. This is verse 15. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Somebody say thank God for grace. Bible says, and I'm just pulling the principle here. I'm not trying to, this, is, this just communicates the gravity of how God created the earth and how he created us. We were designed to rest. We were designed to work hard, but we were designed to rest. Come on now. All right? When somebody is so driven, you see it a lot in this culture, Hollywood, Los Angeles. Somebody say Amen. People get so swallowed up in what they're pursuing and chasing after success. Nothing wrong with the, the drive and the, and the pursuit and the fight you have in you. But if that thing is taking over your personal life and messing up your relationships and messing up your emotional well-being, you know, it's, it's time to rest. All right? Here it is, my first point. My first point is this. Resting in God is an act of worship. It's an act of worship. You didn't know that just chilling at the house could be worship. Well, it is. It is. Look at your neighbor and say, I need to worship more. <laughs> I need to worship more. All right. Okay. Verse 17. Here we go. We're almost done with Exodus. Verse 17. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. I find it so fascinating that the Bible says that God was refreshed. Isn't that fascinating? But he never slumbers, he never tires, but when he was done, he rested. Our God, we created in the very image of God. You are designed to work hard and to find a rest when you're done and then get back to it. Amen? A rhythm of resting and working, okay? A rhythm. Now, that word refreshed, if you're taking notes in verse 17, it means to, to breathe into. So you need to get refueled. That's what the rest is. You need to get refreshed. That's what the rest is. It says that God himself rested and was refreshed. God himself sat and went, ah, feels good to be God. Come on now. He was refreshed. We were created to work and to rest. All right? Now, and now we're going to get to some other, some other scripture here. If you want to turn your Bible to John 15, verse 16. John chapter 15, verse 16. You can turn there. Um, but people, you know, rest differently. Um, so this isn't a religious thing. Some people, um, like we personally, we don't have like a, a lawn, like a yard. Uh, we live more in like a townhome type environment, so there's no yard. Uh, but some people, some, I, I think, maybe it's a man thing. Some men rest by like mowing the lawn or something. I don't know. Any, any men rest by kind of doing something, fixing something? Yeah? Or even when, when men, are, why are you all shy? Like, no, I no, Pastor Sean, I really rest. I don't do. I, it's, it's sacred. I personally, 
I rest by doing. You say, that's not, that's missing the point, Pastor Sean. Well, stop, I'm working it out. Just listen. No expectation on me. There's something about kind of fixing something. My kid's got a broken toy. Honestly, this might sound weird, but like if, you know, I'll super glue, like Buzz Lightyear's thing back to you. Like I find a rest and taking care of that stuff. Don't bring me your kid's broken toys. But there is, um, you know, what I'm saying is people rest differently. Um, we, um, we, for Christmas, uh, we had people over our house Christmas Eve. That was like friends, right? Yeah. And then Christmas Day was family. You know, we just kind of separated two this year. Uh, no reason, no issue. Some of you guys, well, why'd you do that? Uh, spiritual reasons. No. Uh, no, but we did it. And then um, we were just kind of hosting and all that and kind of, you know, it's just two days in a row. It was cool. We had a good time. And I, and I, and I told my, my wife, I was like, man, I kind of, man, this has been a cool vacation. And my wife's like, this is not a vacation. <laughs> She's like, I love it. I enjoy it. But I was like, babe, I find rest. And even though all, we were pretty busy, she's like, you are deceived. <laughs> That's what she said. I was like, we rest different, right? We rest different. Do I need to work on just doing nothing? Yes, it's easier said than done. Can anybody relate to me? No? Thank you. Thank you, my friend, my brother over here. But in but, but, and, and, and doing, I, I, I'm like, I can't just... Um, I'm working on it, and I can. In Christ, I can do all things, but I find it hard to just resting just like, just, like this is not easy for me. But you got to know how you rest. How do you refuel? I mean, honestly, it, it could be leisure, whatever, going somewhere. Sometimes you rest, it could be anything as long as there's nobody else with you. Can I get a witness? Yeah, all the introverts are like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right? Like you could do whatever. Um, uh, one way I rest too, I actually, um, I play solitaire. Like cards. Like the real cards. Like, I don't know, something about it. I could play for days. Like literally. If you ever come over to my house, I'll be sitting on the carpet like this. And I'll be playing solitaire. Just like a little kid. Right? Um, that's something I just, it kind of, gets my brain working, and it's a rest, right? Can any of you right here, raise your hand if you can think of a, a way you know how you rest. Come on, raise your hand. Okay, good. You need to do it consistently and rhythmically. Amen? Make sure you do that, all right? Now, um, here we go. Here's the point. Here's my second point. You guys getting something out of this today? Real practical, but I, 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 my prayer is that this really helps you. Here it is. God's desire for your life is that of longevity. That's, that's, this is why. It is longevity. See, it is longevity. I'm going to say it again. This is my second point if you're taking notes. This is like all caps, bold. God's desire for your life is that of longevity. You don't want to be a Saul, Old Testament. You don't want to be Samson. Short-lived. Hot, strong anointing, strong gift didn't last. You want to be a Joseph. That brother came through all kind of stuff and came out clean and blessing people. And they were tripping on his dream, but the bowing down was actually him serving them. They didn't see it. They misinterpreted his dream. They put him in a pit, and the dream was really positioning Joseph to serve them, not to lord over them. My goodness. Somebody say longevity. 
We want that. We want that Joseph type of anointing. We want, even though uh, everybody in the, in the word more, had some issue along with something, but there was like Caleb's another example, Joshua of longevity, that they went through seasons with even under different leadership, and they came out, and Caleb in his old age says, give me my mountain. He was there when the spies, when they went out to the land, and the spies are like, man, we're grasshoppers in their sight, and his leader didn't quite make it into the promised land, but he had longevity. Somebody say longevity. Okay, look at your neighbor and say, I'm working on lasting. So here it is, John 15, 16. John 15, 16, just as, this is Jesus talking. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and to bear fruit. Any of you that know me know this is literally my favorite scripture. Um, something God spoke to me as a young man, and it's just been in my heart and my spirit my whole Christian life. It's interesting that our address here is 15, 16. Um, that's something Jason pointed out to me when we first moved in here. I was like, ooh, wow. That's prophetic. <laughs> and, and here it is, that your fruit should remain. God calls everybody to go and to bear fruit, but with the call is that it remains. That it remains. That it remains. That what you're called to do, you remain. And one way, one way to ensure that you're going to remain is that you rest. If you don't rest, you will not remain. I'm going to say it again. If you don't rest, you will not remain. If you don't check out, you will burn out. You need to check out so you don't burn out. All right? You need to learn to check out or you don't burn out. My wife and I have been taking a lot more dates since the parents have been here. We're going on another one this week. We'll try to do a little overnight somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And ain't no baby in the bed with us. When we get up in the morning, Luciana, making all kind of noise, sound like a baby velociraptor. I'm like, what? He's like talking more now. He's reaching for stuff. Love him. To, love him. Love the boy. But I'm looking forward to a night away. Hallelujah. I'm getting happy already. I'm going to start crying. Tears of joy. I believe in the rest of God. No expectation. Come on, somebody. We went to the movies the other night. You know what I'm saying? Like, just chilling. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. I want that to get into your spirit today. And that word remain means to abide or continue. That it remains. That, you know, and really what it's talking about is generational blessing. If you don't rest, rest has to do with inheritance. Because if you rest, you're going to have longevity. And if you have longevity and you build something, we talked about this a little bit last Sunday about inheritance. Your children are going to have something to work with. I want my ceiling to be Dominico's floor. Everything in my life, I want him to, I want him to stand on my shoulders. I'm going to do as best as I can, but I'm going to hand, my goal is to hand him something of value and say, okay, son, I'm going to watch from heaven. You better have more when you come up into heaven than what I gave you. Or it's going to be trouble. No. Somebody say legacy. That your future remain and that whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will give it to you. Here it is. You're called to go. I think we preach a lot about going, but not enough about remaining. 
It's what the, word, what the word remnant means. The remnant in Scripture are those that remain through trials. Somebody say remain. I mean, we need, we need some saints in the house, in the body of Christ that have remained. We need young people looking at people that just didn't show up yesterday all the time. Come on now. We need young people. We need the millennial generation to walk into this community and be like, dang, there's a bunch of OGs in here. Come on now. Somebody say amen. You know, we, we, need, we need some seasoned saints. We need some veteranos. Come on now. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on. Are you guys tired? Come on, talk to me. Some veteranas, some veteranas. You're resting. Okay. Thank you. D Auntie D has your back. She's like, we're resting. No. Sorry for interrupting your rest. No. But we do. We, we, need, we need people around that have been around, that have walked through some things because the the younger generation needs to lean on somebody that's still here even when they've been through some stuff, but they're still in the mix. You, come on now. All right, you guys are quiet. I'm going to let it sink in. That's okay. I'm not mad at you. But come on now. Because we, we as a heart, as a community, as we're responsible for that generation. And my heart as a pastor is I want that generation to be able to be mentored and sometimes it's not you, you know, draining your schedule to help young people. Sometimes it's the fact that you remain, that they have something to follow. And then we need some spiritual, spiritual veteranos in the building. Yes, Lord. Young people need to know there's people around that have been through it. And that when they're going through it and they share stuff with you. That you're, that you're there to help them, to walk. I am, I am here in my walk with God because there were people in the house of God that helped me walk through things that were down, that were, uh, you know, like almost like spiritual coaches. They were mentors in my life. I am here because of them. All right, and we need that in the house. Somebody say amen. amen. Here it is, my next point. If you don't decide to pause, you will eventually be forced to stop. All right, write that down. Write that down. I know you're all resting, as, as Auntie D said, but I need you to write that down. If you don't decide to pause, okay, you will eventually be forced to stop. I'm here to tell you right now, I'll be honest with you. Resting, for me at times, is a discipline. I must decide. I need to calendar rest. All right, Here's, this is real practical. Um, because I don't naturally do it. And when I don't naturally do it, I get to a point to where I have to do it. Isn't that awesome how God said, look, I'm going to solve, I'm going to solve the burnout problem at creation. I'm going to solve the emergency um, sabbatical at creation. And I'm going to say that, you know, and this isn't um, legalistic, but God instituted rest on a seven day rhythm. Because we don't rest because we're tired. We rest because it is how we were wired to live. You don't rest when you're tired. Rest because you've decided to. If you decide to rest, you won't have to rest by emergency. Come on now. Come on now. Say amen. 
Help me out. I, I feel a little more excited than I feel the feedback, but maybe you're just processing it. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, good, good. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, um, Gloria, for encouragement over there. She's like, she's like, we're processing. We're processing. But if you don't decide, decide to pause, you will eventually be forced to stop. Don't, don't schedule a date with your spouse because there's problems. Schedule one because you're supposed to schedule one. Well, I, I feel like everything's good. Schedule it. We've been doing great. Schedule a date. Why is it always, well, you guys need to spend more time together? Oh, yeah. When's the last time you dated? Six months. No, that's too long. Six months is too long. Schedule it. You know, schedule your time. Put it on your calendar. Set boundaries. Come on. This is the beginning of the year. I'm trying to help somebody. You need to decide. You decide to rest because sometimes you don't even realize you need rest until you get it. And then you're like, dang, I wish I had more. I mean, honestly, this is something I personally struggle with. I'm almost done preaching here. You guys give me a couple more minutes. It's even when we've been on vac- we go on vacation like for a week or two weeks. Honestly. I'm just, my nature, like if, if we were, if we were like airplanes, I, I circled the, the airport for three days. I don't even come in for an emotional landing, a mental landing till the third day in. Can anybody relate to me? <laughs> Y'all laughing at me, anyone? But I, I need to decide to rest. I don't realize I need it until I get it. And then I look back going, dang, can we get a couple more days of that? All right. All right. Somebody say rest. All right, resting in God is an act of worship. God's desire for your life is that of longevity. If you don't decide to pause, you will eventually be forced to stop. Burnout is nobody else's fault but mine. I know, a tough statement. That's why I said mine. <laughs> me. I'm talking to me. You get what I'm, why? Because I decide. I decide. Well, this person pulling, this person pulling here, this person pulling. This, and, and sometimes people that high social people, you commit to hang out with everybody all the time. And then you complain about how burnt out you are. Well, you're the one that needs to hang out with everybody all the time. Nobody's, nobody's squeezing you. Nobody's putting you in a, in a, in a chokehold because you won't socialize. Come on, now talk to me, people. All right, I'm almost done. Here we go. My last scripture. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 to 10. Can't stop, won't stop. You got to rest. You got to make sure you rest. All right? You got to make sure you rest. Know how you rest. And spouses in here, know how your spouse rests and honor it. Help them. Work with them. Create an environment of where they, you know, sow into them. If their rest is something that you could help out with, help them out. Get them in that place of rest. You know, let's help each other out. Know how they rest and allow them, give them room. My wife likes to ask, um, you know, of, of, of me and just us as pastors, she likes to have one Sunday a year where she doesn't come to church. Don't y'all get any ideas? I'm just kidding. But there's something that she gets so recharged if she uh, just, just one Sunday a, a, a year, and usually at the end of the year, and I don't think it really worked out this year, didn't it? So we got you, girl. We got you. So if, G- so if Crystal Gale isn't here in a couple weeks, just for a Sunday, just know that she's resting. Text her. Say, rest, girl, rest. <laughs> Soak it up. Um, something for me, I don't know. I don't know. I, feel, I don't know. I feel like I'm cutting class or something. 
Um, but I get vacation. But to, to but no, like, it's just not me. Like, I'm okay. Like, in that way. That's not how I personally need to rest. Right? We're all different. And so you need to know and honor how the people in your life, and you need to share how you rest with others. Okay, here we go. You guys ready? Last scripture. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9 to 10. And then we're going we're gonna, to uh, close here. Um, Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 to 10. There remains, therefore, a rest. Everybody say rest. For the people of God. It's talking about Sabbath, but it's bringing it to the New Testament. And here we go. I'm going to say that part again. That first verse, part of that first verse, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. I'm going to read it again. It's talking about Jesus. It's talking, now spiritually, I gave you a lot of practical, but spiritually speaking, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God. Spiritually, in Christ, you have entered a rest. Because we are not justified by works. If, if you think about it, once you encounter Christ, you've entered the day of rest. Spiritually, here it is, my last point. Jesus is our rest. That from now to eternity, you are actually in the seventh day. Because you were working your whole life. Come on now, some of our, everybody had their six days. Some of us, our six days were longer than others. But once you enter Christ, you enter the Sabbath. He is our Sabbath, as, as, as they would pronounce in Hebrew, Sabbath or Sabbath. It is the ceasing of work that we do not work for justification. We do not work to be accepted by God. When we accept Christ, we cross over from the working of the law and, 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 and the pressure of and the, and the curse that the law brings on our life. We accept Christ. We step out of the sixth day into the Sabbath. Christ is our Sabbath. He is our rest. He said, come to me, all that are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. There is rest for your soul. He is your rest. He, you don't have to work for this. You don't have to drum up the, um, enough of this. You don't have to do, um, do enough righteousness. You don't have to do anything but receive him. Because a righteous man does not work to be righteous. A righteous man works from righteousness. Look at your neighbor and say, I work from righteousness. I do not work for it. When you receive Christ, it's faith. We are justified by, by Jesus. Justified. We have entered a rest and if we have entered a rest as people, Christ, we cease from work to be righteous. We are saved by grace through faith, that not of works, lest anyone should boast. It is the gift of God. Somebody say rest. I'm going to read it one more time and then we're going to pray. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. I'm just reminding you of the rest you're already in, in Christ, justified. Sometimes when you just think about that every one of my sins is forgiven, every, every shameful thing I've ever done, thought, or were tempted to do has been washed away. I am justified. 
I am the righteousness of God in Christ. That God looks at me, looks at the Christ in me, and in looking at the Christ in me, I am a beneficiary of his likeness. And so I have a relationship with God in Christ just as much as Jesus himself has a relationship with his Father because it is Christ in me, the hope of glory. He became sin for me that I might become the righteous of God in Christ. Wow, sometimes you just need to consciously, so some of the old saints from, from the, the middle of the, of the 1900s, the, the, the writers of the day said, man, we need to have a righteousness consciousness that we need to remind ourselves consciously that, wow, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am forgiven. I am not, you know, I am a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. You know, I am a new man. I've laid aside the old man and its evil desires, and I've put on this new man in Christ. I rest in his righteousness. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from works as God did from his. Jesus is our rest.